This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Well, if you couldn't express yourself... How would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing And knit and paint and dance and spin Would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy Here's something amazing To help you keep it together One, two, three Craft sanity, craft sanity Hello and welcome to episode 177. This time I'm going to feature a conversation that I recorded recently with Valerie McKeon. She is the author of the complete book of chalk lettering, Create and Develop Your Own Style. This book is particularly interesting for a number of reasons, and one of them is that it comes equipped with chalkboards. So an inside front cover and then the back cover actually folds out into an extended chalkboard surface, which is really cool. The book really does break down for all of us who have never done any fancy lettering. I mean, I've walked into coffee shops and restaurants and looked at their chalkboards and thought, wow, that lettering is so beautiful. It would be great to be able to do that in my house because I actually have a chalkboard wall in my kitchen. And what happened is when I installed that last year, we put a lot of drawings and messages up initially, and then we kind of just didn't do a lot more with it. Part of it is because I'm not someone who fancies myself this really fantastic hand letterer, especially not on a chalkboard. I I find that I'm way more comfortable with paper than I am working on a chalkboard. Even when I teach on the whiteboard, it's just not something that I'm like, whoa, look at me go. But this book is really, really cool because it's inspiring and it it really is, it tempts you to want to try (laughs) to do all these cool things. So on this episode of the podcast, we are going to talk about this book. And Valerie's also going to talk about her business, Lillian Val, which she started in 2012 and has grown into a mega business. I mean, as as far as small businesses go, she has really successfully built up this great business in basically three years. It now employs her full time and employs her husband full time. And they have another employee and, well, actually more than one. So it's going to be really interesting for you folks to hear the story behind the book and also the story behind this great business. As you listen to this story, I hope that kind of gets the wheels turning a little bit because maybe you're doing something right now that could be a business. And at the very least, I hope it inspires you to pick up a piece of chalk because what I've learned from this book is I was doing it wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I used to take chalk out of box of chalk and I'd say, all right, let's start writing. Well, there's a few things you can do to kind of make this more fun before you, you just start writing. And Valerie is going to set us up for success. So even without seeing her book, just hearing the podcast, you'll get some great tips that you can apply right away on your chalkboard at home. And then I hope you uh, check out the book and I am going to be doing a giveaway. So Stick around after the show and I'll tell you what you can do to enter to win a copy of the book because um, I think you'd like it. It's pretty cool. 
Oh, mine. I almost forgot something really important. I almost forgot to thank my Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much for keeping the show going. I also want to thank the kind folks over at ACS Home and Work for sponsoring the show as well. All right. So I called Val not too long ago, uh, and she was chatting with me from her home studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Settle in, grab a project, and let's get to that conversation. One of the things that's really cool about your book is it actually comes with built-in chalkboards. Now, Explain to folks at home because they're like, "What built-in chalkboards? What does that mean?" <laughs> so, what? what how did you pull this off? So that is by far my favorite part of the book: um, the fact that there are real chalkboards in there. So, what we did on the front inside panel and the back panel, it actually folds out. You can imagine that. So when you open the book, you can have it completely open with the spread and the chalkboard is there on the right-hand side to practice even as you work through the book. So it's covered in a in a chalkboard vinyl paper and it does. It works just like a real chalkboard. It's, it's really cool. And then the inside panel has a lot line for you to practice and kind of get um, get things lined up there on that first panel. So that is, it's my favorite part of the book. In your tool section, where you're telling people some of the things they need, if you just take a, a, a piece of chalk out of the box and start writing with it, you often run into some problems because I'm like, how do they do that? Like before I looked at your book, I was like, so you walk into a coffee house or something, and they have this great chalkboard art near. I go home and try to do it, and I'm like, yeah, man, my chalk's breaking, or my chalk is like, uh, it's like the tip of the chalk out of the box is not ideal for a lot of things. So you give right. people some tips, the things they can find in their own house that they can use. And what what are your favorite tools to use when you're doing your chalkboard art? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it is so nice, like you said, because it doesn't require much in terms of tools. So it's easy just to get started and dive right in. I think besides the chalk itself, obviously, um, having a pencil sharpener, that that's one of those tools that, you know, people kind of light up like, oh, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And it makes all the difference in the world. And just a regular handheld, you know, little pencil sharpener, as long as it has two holes, it has that smaller hole and the larger hole, and the larger hole will perfectly fit a piece of chalk in it. And having that that sharp tip will change your chalkboard art completely. Um, So that would be my number one tool is to have that sharpener. And then uh, what types of chalk? Does it matter? Can people just go out? I know that you do have a favorite. I read in here. Um, but is- I do. So I really like Crayola Anti-Dust White Chalk. And that's a – it's by no means anti-dust. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think dust. that's possible with chalk. <laughs> right. But maybe, is um, it less dust maybe? Is it a little bit less dust than it, – It is. I think what it is, it's the um, – it's the heaviness of it. I know that might sound weird, but I, I feel like the regular chalk, it just feels really light and it breaks easily. Mm, but okay. the anti-dust chalk, it's almost more compacted in there um, and it feels heavier. And I just think that it has a really nice vibrancy to it when you draw with it. Okay. So I, I definitely love that, that brand. And so basically with a sharpener, 
and some chalk, people really are on their way uh, to, oh, yeah. to, to designing something. And um, I know, obviously, you should have an eraser on hand. And you have um, a great tip where you use to erase. A lot of times people think they need a big bulky eraser is going to be the answer to their problem, any problem they have. But you have other, you know, the cotton swabs that you use as well, which is a pretty cool yes. idea. They're, they come in handy oh, so many times when you just, you don't want to disturb what you've already done. The cotton swab is so nice. And I think that's, that's also the interesting thing about chalk art is that it erases, which is wonderful. Right. Um, there's no pressure at all. And I love that. Um, I, you know, I make mistakes all the time. I, I love to erase and just try again or try something different. Um, but that can also be a challenge when you're trying to draw a piece and just bumping it or smudging it and um, something that you like and you didn't want to smudge can accidentally be smudged. So I think um, the cotton blob is an awesome way to to help that. I'd like to hear a little bit about how you got into this. And of course, I know a little bit about this since I've read it um, already, but I, I would like you to maybe kind of share with the folks at home a little bit about your background and what led you to the chalkboard. Sure. I My background is actually has, has really not much to do with art. I um, have a marketing background in business and I um, was in advertising and really stressed out, <laughs> to be honest, uh-huh. from my job. And um, just really wanted that creative outlet. And I, uh, my husband and I, we just got married. And I was looking in my kitchen and, you know, what can I do? What can I do that's crafty? And kind of goes back to what I said about a chalkboard in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that. And um, so I, I painted this old frame with chalkboard paint. And I drew this, you know, kind of cheesy design on it. It said McKeon's Cafe. And... My uh, my husband took a picture of it and he put it on Facebook and so many people and friends and family had such nice things to say about it and were really encouraging. It it made me think, oh well, maybe I can do this as a hobby and and start selling chalkboards and chalkboard art. So uh, that's what I did. I I opened an Etsy store and at first I started selling hand painted chalkboards because I I wanted them to look really authentic and be Mm -hmm. real chalkboards and have the dust. I've always loved the dusty part of it and just making it look really rustic and authentic and real. And um, selling hand-painted chalkboards quickly became unmanageable. Um, Were you selling the chalkboard with art on it or was it just a chalkboard? Okay. Now, was it chalk? So you were using paint, not chalk, though. I was using paint. I was drawing it in chalk first, and then I was going back over it with just a white acrylic paint and almost speckling it so that it looked with um, more chalkboard paint, just so it had that texture. Yeah. And and so then I got the idea. Well, wait a second. Why why don't I take a photograph of the chalk art um, before I paint it and just have have the chalk art take a photo and use that. And that changed everything for me. Um, and once I did that, I was able to offer prints and, and note cards and other products that truly had that authentic chalk art look because they were photographs of chalk art. 
Did you do all the photos yourself or did you have someone working with you to do that? I did. I did all all the photos myself. Yeah, brought them into the computer and edited them and and that really changed my business and made Lily and Val turn into a career for me. And I am curious about the name because I know that you're Val. Yes. And who, and who is Lily? <laughs> so Lily is a, a nod to my mom. Uh, we both just share a love of, of flowers and so it was kind of a, a cute little simple way to, to give a nod to her. And is she involved in your business? You know, at the beginning, um, when I was doing the hand-painted chalkboard, she definitely helped me a lot um, with the with all the production and, and manufacturing of, of those actual chalkboards. Um, but she's always just been a, a huge supporter. And today, I mean, she's my biggest cheerleader. So she's involved in that way. How many chalkboards do you have that you work on? I have usually about five or six going at any time on chalkboard panels that I have. Um, and I also have a large classroom size commercial chalkboard in my studio that I'll use for bigger projects. And definitely anything that I do on that board, I'm a lot more hesitant to erase because it's usually a bigger project or something for a commercial customer. Um, right now I have a Starbucks design on there and I just, I can't bring myself to erase it. Well, um, you want to make sure too that they're good with the art before you um, erase a giant project like that. So you probably, exactly. <laughs> what kind of equipment do you use to shoot? Are you just using, setting up a tripod and, you know, snapping the photo or do you have some more elaborate thing that you do for the larger commercial pieces? Um, no, it really isn't. It really isn't that elaborate. Um, a tripod and just my, um, I do have a DSLR camera and I, I just use that to shoot it. And chalkboard is, is very forgiving. It's, you know, supposed to have sort of that, that dusty kind of look to it. Um, so it's, it, it is really nice and forgiving when you photograph a chalkboard. Oh, that's awesome. So you've had to kind of master not only hand lettering, but a little, you have to have some photo skills and some editing skills and you've been able to kind of wrap this all into one. Now, did you have photo editing skills and photo skills before you, your business evolved in this direction or did you have to kind of develop those as you went? I, I definitely developed that as I went. And I, I think that's pretty much with everything with Lily and Val, um, to be honest, the, the lettering um, from the, the process and finding, um, you know, how to best represent the artwork. All of it has really just been a, a work in progress there. And, um, I, I think, you know, to kind of tie back to the book too, which I think is cool. Um, I taught myself everything as far as lettering and illustrating and drawing. It's really what I use and the methods to take myself from never having done this before into learning a new skill. So I, I think that that's a, a really cool thing. I know you said you made the, the design for your kitchen uh, just for your own kitchen just to decorate a little bit. But um, had you done some lettering before that? I dabbled in in different art forms. Um, I, I tried painting for a while, and I was always artistic. I did like to draw. I um, I didn't, you know, necessarily try hand lettering um, 
formally before that time. It was it was more so just just playing around. Um, so yeah, really, that was my one of my first times really doing that. And when this kind of started taking off for you, I mean, did you start just trying to um, find good quotes to use, or I mean, what types of things did you really appeal to you about the lettering? I was always drawn to inspirational phrases. And I, I do love that about hand lettering and how it just really amplifies these um, really encouraging and, and motivational messages. And so I, I was definitely drawn to that. And also, I really kind of attached myself to the kitchen theme as well, just because I think it works so well. So I did, you know, coffee quotes, and I was really drawn to to that, and some kitchen quotes, and the fondest memories are made when gathered around the table, and just some other um, quotes that that I would come up with too, like a, a cupcake is happiness with icing on top. That was one. That, <laughs> I like that one that I thought of. It was really cute and. Uh, so yeah, just really the the inspirational, the uplifting, the um, quotes that that bring joy and kind of make you smile, and um, just a little cute piece of decor for your kitchen. It was really drawn to to those types of of things. And you've been doing this for how long now? When did you officially launch your business? I started the Etsy store in June of two thousand and twelve. So, yeah, a little over three years. You've really made some excellent progress in three years, my word. I'm assuming that you're no longer <laughs> working in advertising. No, that, <laughs> and that really ended quickly, to be honest. It was a whirlwind. I um, I started in June of 2012, and then really by that, after my first Christmas season, I, I was fortunate to be able to um, let go of advertising and, and do this full time. And I've, That's been, excellent. Congratulations. I've been going ever since. Thank you. It's, um, I feel so incredibly grateful for that every day. Um, and it's really been a whirlwind, but I, I love it. It's, it's truly a passion. When you launched this new business, were you doing shows or were you just doing Etsy? What were you doing to kind of get the word out about what you're, you were making? I was just doing Etsy. And I started um, using social media to try to, to try to get the word out there. I did a couple craft shows in my area, um, just a few in, in sort of those beginning times. But really, it was, it was all Etsy. That's cool. And so were you able to get corporate um, work that way as well? Just they saw it on Etsy and contacted you? I I did, yes. One of my actually my very first corporate job was was came through Etsy and it was for the skincare brand Clearasil. And okay. I did a, a series of social media campaigns for them on the chalkboard. And that was actually even prior to when um when I went full time with Lillian Val, which was pretty much that first time that the light bulb kind of went off and I thought, hmm, maybe I really Maybe I really do have something here. Maybe I really could um, make this work. And Clearasil was definitely one of those pivotal moments in that journey um, that made me really think in terms of making it something full-time. Well, it sounds like you have the perfect blend of skills in your portfolio here because you you studied business, right? You studied business and marketing. 
That's what I did. Okay, yes. so you so you have that skill, and then you have the artistic side where you're able to do this beautiful leather lettering and artwork, and then um, just having that experience working in advertising. So when you're contacted by you know corporate folks and people who want you know you to be part of their ad campaign, you know to do the art provide artwork. It sounds like I mean your skill set is like perfectly lined up for all these things. That must be pretty cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I I definitely do enjoy the you know the marketing side of things and branding and I I do have a love for all of that um I'm also fortunate that I get to work with my husband full-time he handles a lot of the the business side of Lillian Val and manages our wholesale customers and so he he definitely plays a huge role in that business side as well wow so are you both full-time How soon was he able to do that? So if you started in 2012, you said after the Christmas season then, would that be like 2013 that you were full-time doing this? Or did you know in 2012 you were going to be able to go full-time? It was more so in the beginning of 2013. Okay. Did did he join you right away? Or how long did it take for him? He joined me about eight to nine months later after that. Um, after seeing me and everything that was coming on my plate and just really coming in and helping with the business side of things. And um, I had started getting requests for wholesale and that was something sort of out of my realm. Um, And I, I wasn't sure how to handle that. So he started coming on and helping me manage some wholesale accounts and, and then it just naturally um, grew to to him coming on full time as well, um, so that's it's it's fun to get to to work together and and um, yeah just continue to to grow. Well, that's really fun. So, how many employees do you have now? Is it just the two of you, or do you guys have other people working with you? We do. We have another full time person that handles um, some marketing and um, blogging and um, email campaigns. And we also have a full-time person that ships for us. Um, we have shipping and fulfillment and, um, and then another part-time designer. Well, that's that excellent. She designs more of our marketing materials. I should qualify that. I still do. I do all of the artwork. Um, but she helps us with some of our marketing materials and wholesale catalogs and, and that sort of thing. Well, that's awesome. And, and does your husband have a background in business as well? He does, yes. He has been um, an entrepreneur at heart, I would say. Mm-hmm. So he definitely has that, that business mind, and um, I, I don't know what I would do without him. <laughs> do you work out of the same studio space you were to begin with, or have you grown that part of it as well? No, we, we've moved since, um, since I started, but I work out of my home studio. So I I still do all of the artwork just here here at home. And then do you have a separate space where things are shipped from and all that, or do you work everything? Is we everything do. based in your house? No, we have a separate space for holding inventory and and shipping and and fulfillment. What is a typical day like for you when you're doing when you're in the creative mode? Um, how do you allocate your time? I definitely like lists. I'm I'm a big list person. Um, so I normally like to set out for my day maybe three three designs that I really want to tackle or at least get a good handle on them. 
and um, yeah, I, I put on my music and just just draw and um, really work toward that goal every day that I that I set for myself. It's I think giving yourself structure, working at home is is really important, um, and I I do try to do that. And we um, we Skype with our employees, so I will have that portion of my day set aside to Skype and just check in and um and that and really go go from there i i do um handle my some of my social media too with my instagram and so i set time aside to do those sorts of promotional things too now when you're working on your um on your designs are you starting on the chalkboard or do you start on paper and then move once you have a design you like created on the chalkboard Nine times out of ten, I will draw it in pencil first. And I laugh because if, you know, if anybody saw these pencil sketches, it would look like, how do you even know what <laughs> what that is? Um, because sometimes it just scribbles and I just need to visually even just see some spacing issues. So sometimes that might be enough. I don't even maybe add words, just maybe add um kind of the placement where I think things might go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually do start there on pencil and just kind of work it out in my mind that way at, before I move to the chalkboard. And, and now I know we had, I had hinted at this earlier that I wanted to talk to you about um, handwriting. And a lot of people just will say, you know, you hear people say, oh, my handwriting's terrible. I can barely, you know, people can barely read it. And, and they decide, you know, maybe they were scarred in elementary school when someone, a teacher said, you know, your handwriting is atrocious. And they just kind of accepted that they didn't have great handwriting. And that was the end of it. But in your book, you very directly address this and, and try to reassure people that uh, if you have handwriting that maybe, you know, you're not getting any handwriting awards, it does not mean that you can't do hand lettering. Do you have beautiful scripted handwriting in your real life (laughs) when you're just writing a check? Um, (laughs) No, (laughs) definitely not. I I don't. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, I think that chalk art is the perfect medium for that. For somebody that is like, Oh, I don't know. I, I don't really have good handwriting. Um, first of all, because it erases, it's not, it's not permanent, which mm-hmm. makes it great. Um, but secondly, because you're exactly right, it is it's about drawing the letter and looking at the letter as a shape. So when traditional forms of, of lettering, let's say calligraphy, you're really writing and you have to kind of take a continuous motion with it um, and, and write your word out. But with, with chalk art and with hand lettering, there really are minimum rules there where you can draw, you can go back over it and fix something that might not be exactly straight. So you're kind of working the letter that way. And in the book, I like to say, you know, get your skeleton out there, um, your skeleton forms of your letters where they just look like sticks, but you just... You put it out there. Now, it might not be straight. It might not look nice, but you have something to work with. Um, So don't be afraid to sort of make those first marks. And then you can go back and you can say, okay, this I need to straighten this up a bit. 
and you keep going back over the letter. And chalk art, even if you do have the best handwriting um, or good handwriting, you still have to work it that way. You still have to get it out and then go back over and and um, sharpen the letters and draw it and use multiple strokes to to form that shape. So it's it's really the same method, um, which makes it great for somebody that doesn't love their handwriting. And like I said, my handwriting it really isn't anything special at all. Um, it's it's really just changing your frame of mind and thinking of it as drawing and, and tweaking, especially. What kind of feedback are you getting? I, great feedback. Um, I, I love going on Instagram and looking at the, you know, complete book of chalk lettering hashtag and, and just seeing the creations that people are making. And, um, and thank you for your, your, your kind words about that. And I, um, on that note, too, as, you know, as far as, as looking at the inspiration, something that was really important to me and is, you know, the, the secondary line of the book is create and develop your own style. And my, my hope there was exactly what you said, to give, these, to give tips so that you can create something that is uniquely you. Um, you know, I have my own, my own style and my own way of, mm-hmm of doing what I do for the print and the cards that I have on LillianBell.com. Um, but I think what's really cool is with those tips, you can create just a true art- artistic expression of your own style, just using these methods and creating something that's, that you're proud of, that is, is very much you. And um, I, I think that that's just um, a really, really cool part of the book, that it's not about, creating something um, or even copying something, I should say. It's really about taking these skills and then putting, it, putting them into practice in a way that, um, that is really unique to, to you and your own style and really developing that. So I'm, I'm hearing just really good responses from people in, in forms of even photos of, of projects that people have tweaked and really made their own and felt confident enough to to try something different and use some of the some of the projects in the book and some of the things in the book and just jumping off points to creating something um, completely new. And it's been really fun just to hear people's responses in that way and just feeling empowered and and reassured that they can do it. And when they see that really come to life, it's been really exciting for me to watch and see that happen you have decided to share the inside scoop on how you do this. I'm curious about your decision to do that. Um, is this something that you aspired to, or did a book publisher come to you and say, Hey, we'd like to make a book with you. I was contacted by Workman publishing, um, to do this idea. And I, I instantly fell in love with it. And I think it's, it speaks back to what I said before too, about really developing your own style. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, um, you know, my flavor of chalk art is going to be different than, than so many others. And for exactly what you said about having chalkboards as a messaging center, and they're, I mean, they're everywhere. They're um, as part of 
home decor and just other items has, it seems to be covered in, in chalkboards, which I love. Um, so there are a lot of those ways to just add those really cute touches to it. And I, I would get a lot of questions um, in the course of what I do, people asking about their own chalkboards and for some tips. And I would, you know, freely answer those things too. So I think the book was just a really cool way to, to share that and share just these really fun tips for doing your own chalkboards and drawing your own chalkboards and really having that be um, an outlet for people, which, which I, I loved being able to share that. Sounds like when you went to school and were thinking about what your career would be and you find yourself in advertising. I mean, did you ever imagine before you picked up the chalk uh, that, that your life would be so, I mean, dramatically different as far professionally. Um, (laughs) Did you see this coming? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) not, not at all. I I really didn't. Um, It's one of those things. It was almost a happy accident um, I, I did not set out to, to do this professionally. It was more so just to have that outlet. Um, but I'm, I'm so grateful that it, it did work out the way that it did. Um, but it's really, it's really all been a surprise. I've been very much um, blessed to, to have the opportunities that I've had. And um, the book being one of them, for sure, it, it was just such a, a great experience. And yeah, I just will continue on on this chalky adventure um, and continue to just feel very grateful for it. But definitely all surprises. And if folks want to order some of your prints, it sounds like going to lillianbell.com is the, their best bet. And, and they can um, they, they can order direct from you, correct? It, in, yes. Okay. And then you also have um, the ability to fulfill those wholesale orders, which is great for any business people out there who are thinking that they'd like to stock some of your work in their shop they can look there too now are you still selling on etsy or do you just sell direct now i do still have the etsy store um but we made the decision to branch off to also have lillianval.com mm-hmm. and um, yeah a lot of businesses yeah, so do we that. Have both. yeah a lot of businesses will keep their etsy shop because i you know i've had an etsy shop since about i think 2009 and it does um really continue to drive traffic to the other things that I do. So do you find that's the case for you as well? I do. I I think there are a lot of people looking on Etsy for, for unique and and interesting things. So it, it definitely is a great platform for that. Is there anything that you know now about being in this business and this handmade business that you wish you would have known in 2012? Is there anything that you might want to suggest or point out to somebody who might be starting out? I've um, learned so many lessons just along the way. I, I think that something important um, when, when you're in a creative business and a handmade business, and it is your passion, um, it's very easy, I think, to get so caught up in it and it's good sometimes to even just take a break as, as odd as that sounds. I, I know there, there have been times um, where you almost feel that creative burnout mm-hmm. with, with a business like that and with a handmade business because you're doing it all. You're doing everything um, and wearing so many hats and it is a passion, but I would just caution to, um, to 
make sure that it doesn't reach that point where you feel burnt out because that's going to creatively drain you and then that does nothing um, for the business. So sometimes the best thing to do is to step away, take a, take a little bit of a break. Um, and I definitely feel like in the beginning, I, I was that person working like crazy, not stopping, um, not stopping for meals and just getting really, um, just developing some maybe unhealthy habits in that way because you're working so hard and you're, you're so passionate about it. Um, and, and I've learned that to, to stay inspired and to, to really keep that creative spark, it's important to, um, building good routines and also give yourself a break and, and take time to, to do some other things too. And it's interesting when your hobby does become your career in that way, because a lot of times your hobby is what, you know, took you away and, and kind of helped that. So that's an interesting thing to maneuver. Um, so I think that might have been a convoluted way. Of, no, I think, no, it's great advice. A piece of advice, but if no. that makes makes some sense <laughs> it makes, it, no it definitely makes sense because I think a lot of us who are working for ourselves uh, we tend to uh, you know we have a lot of passion for what we do so it's easy to yeah. fall into that trap your hobby has become your business when you're taking a break and you're like oh I want to do something else that's creative do you sit down with a chalkboard or do you like knit or something like that <laughs> I am um, you know I I'm still searching I think for for another hobby I, you know, I try um, a little scrapbooking. I thought maybe I'll get into that. Um, I do draw in, in other mediums, too, and sometimes that can be relaxing and, um, like you, exercising and even just taking a walk. It's mm-hmm. not maybe a creative something, just going but outside, it's definitely yeah. something that recharges me and makes me feel, um, I get my best ideas, I feel like, when I'm walking or just stepping away and, um and doing something else. So yeah, I like doing all of that, those things. How many designs do you have now in your, in your collection? Do you have any idea? Oh my. Um, <laughs> Are you into like hundreds? Well over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's a lot there and for pretty much for every occasion, do you have any um, appearances coming up where people might be able to meet you in person and see you do your thing? Yeah. So I will be one of the workshop leaders at the Sweet Paul Makery. And that's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in April. Um, And I will also be speaking at the Stationary Academy. Um, That's coming in in March, and that's held in Florida. Um, So those two things on the the book so far, but I'll be updating those things on the website as well as far as any workshops or um, speaking in, in different areas. Well, and you do have, there's a behind the scenes video uh, on your website too, which is pretty cool. So people can get a little bit of a little sense of, of what you do and kind of see you do some, some work um, at your chalkboard. And is that, um, was that filmed in your studio or is that filmed someplace else? That was filmed someplace else. It was this really cool old um, school actually. And those chalkboards were there. It was, it was just this really cool space. So that was filmed in there. Partly the video is in my studio, but um, yeah, it was just a really neat place with lots of chalkboards. Well, thanks again for your time. I hope you have a lovely day and a great holiday. Thanks so much. You too. Same to you. Well, a special thanks to Val for being on the show. I really enjoyed chatting with you about your book and your business and writing on chalkboards. 
So every time I attempt a masterpiece on a chalkboard, I'm going to think of Val. And now for the giveaway. If you head over to craftsanity.com, you can enter to win a copy of this book. And the way to do that will be to leave a comment below the write-up for episode 177. Leave a chalkboard memory. What is your fondest memory or your just whatever memory you have of writing on chalkboards? Uh, is this something that you like to do? Is this something you want to learn? Just let's talk about chalk and chalkboards. So any memory you have, any comment you have that has anything to do with writing on chalkboards, leave it and we will be doing a random drawing for a winner. I am going to go ahead and pick a winner on December 29th. I'd like to take a moment now to thank my Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much to all you individuals who are supporting the show and keeping it going. I really appreciate it. And I also want to thank the folks over at ACS Home and Work for sponsoring this show for as long as they have. This is really, really great. And I just really appreciate it. And I have, you know, like I said, my go-to when I'm printing, and I print, you know, on fabric most of the time, way more than paper. It's kind of kind of silly, actually, how addicted to printing on fabric I am. So I carve blocks, ink them up, and... Uh, all my test prints are done on fabric. People were like, why don't you do those on paper? I'm like, no, nah, I kind of like doing that on fabric. So ACS has been great. Um, they're basically uh, docking my workspace, my studio, because I have ACS fabric all over the place that I print on. And I'm making little um, bracelets that I'll have in my Etsy shop soon. And all kinds of fun stuff that I'm doing. So I really like their products, and I just like the fact that they're based here in West Michigan, and they're very nice. ACSHomeAndWork.com is where you can go to check out a longtime supporter of this podcast. Please show them some love as they have helped to keep this podcast going. If you would like to become a sponsor of the show, by all means, get in touch. There are some events coming up that I want you to know about. I recorded an interview with Lisa Congdon uh, recently. That was really fun you're going to enjoy that. I also interviewed one of the organizers of the Midwest Craft Con. I talked to Grace and that event is coming up in February and I am going to be there and I'm going to put a little button on my website so you guys can find it because I'm going to be podcasting from that event and I'm really excited about this. I'm going to try some things that I haven't done before. I'm going to be bringing some supporters out to help at least one person to help me record some things, possibly more. The whole Haywood clan might end up there. We'll see. I just don't want my kids to be bored at an event like that. So I have to figure out like how I'm going to do this exactly. So I'm still working out the logistics of it. But I'm going to be interviewing uh, people who are at the event. And I want to stress that I'm not going to just be focusing on people who are speaking and leading workshops. So one of the things I'm going to be probably wanting to talk to people about at this conference is, okay, where are you at in your handmade career or the art and craft career? And where do you want to be? And have you had to retool, relaunch, restart? Just have a discussion about that. Head over to craftsanity.com. You can check out links to Val's book about chalk and all the cool hand lettering stuff that she does and her business. You can also find the contest entry for the book giveaway. So you can leave a comment and win a copy of her book. And you also can click the link for the conference. Uh, so you can sign up to go. I know there's still room for folks to head to the Midwest Craft Con. It's the weekend of February 20th in Ohio, and that's going to be in Columbus. So I'm going to uh, let you guys go, and I'll be back next week with another episode, possibly two. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. 
To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time next week, we'll be crafting.